Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's popping in the movies, in the pop culture, in everything. And my guest today, Anthony Mackie, is popping everywhere. <laughs> you know, he really is. I mean, look at you. You know, you are the new Captain America. You're no. Falcon, who's become that. Mm -hmm. Now you're on Netflix. Uh, being uh, Takashi Kovacs, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the, the ultimate soldier. Mm -hmm. And yet the movie we're here talking about today is called The Banker. What happened? This uh. guy has no superpowers. <laughs> what? He's a regular what? guy that talks a lot. <laughs> He's a regular guy. <laughs> what was that like for you? Uh, it was great. Mm -hmm. I, um, I, I, As a producer on this project, I had the opportunity to come together with Jordan Nolfi and, you know, um, develop this story about... Um, Bernard Garrett, who in the 1950s, 60s, uh, grew to own the largest commercial building in downtown Los Angeles, uh, which a lot of people don't know. Uh, no, nobody it, did. What's no, great about it? No, and all of it was yeah. taken away from them yeah. from the, uh, by the federal government. <laughs> well, we're all accustomed to that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. But no, it is a story about your character and Samuel L. Jackson, who plays Joe Mars. Right. You guys couldn't do it. Whether it was Texas or California, they said no African-American guy is going to own a bank. Right, right. As we're watching these two men in this movie. I'm so excited about the popcorn. They, no, it's, that's, what it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's there for. Either throw it at me that's or it. enjoy it. And eat. <laughs> that's the way it should work. But in order to even come into the bank that they own, first they have to, Nicholas Holt plays the white guy right. <laughs> that comes in and pretends he's owning the bank right. or in control of the bank. And when you guys come in, you have to basically dress as janitors mm -hmm. to just look at things. Right. Well, at that point in time, it was wildly uh, against the law for black people in any way, shape, or form to have financial freedom and security. So when Joe and Bernard decided to buy the bank, they were literally giving loans to people in the neighborhood so they can fix up, fix up their homes, fix up their, um, their businesses, and grow the, the, the black wealth in the neighborhood. When the FDIC heard they were doing that, they came in and the feds shut them down. I mean, it's, it's, look, it's been going, if you look at the story of Black Wall Street, there were billionaires and millionaires, a whole black institution of wealth in Oklahoma. The federal government came in. It's the only time bombs were dropped on American soil was by the American military on African-Americans. So it's not something new. It's just a different way of executing uh, that, that way of keeping people impoverished. And you, you know? wanted this story to be told or yeah. you wouldn't be the producer uh, on the movie as well as the star of it. Yeah, for me, financial literacy is very important. And, you know, it was funny. We were shooting uh, Avengers, Infinity War, and I went to Sam Jackson. I was like, please do this movie with me. And he read it. And I had brought a bunch of movies to Sam, and he had always said no. Mm -hmm. when really? I brought, yeah. <laughs> wasn't always very said no. friendly. And literally, this one, he I read it. I could hear him say, <laughs> no, I'm not getting that. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> with this one, when he read it, he was, um, he was blown away by it, and he was so intrigued by the story of the financial freedom. And, and then I went to Nia Long, and I contacted a friend. I was like, if I could have two months where Nia Long plays my wife, mm -hmm. all will be right in the world. <laughs> life is, life is good. I got lucky. <laughs> and it happened. Yeah. You know, you're, you're basically a theater guy. You started Yeah, I started, I started on the this, stage. Doing these movies. What was the first? Was uh, 8 Mile the first one that you did? Uh, actually... <coughs> See this popcorn? My first, the popcorn. I'm the, fine, but you are just a mess. <laughs> my first movie was this movie called Brother to Brother, 
we only had enough money to shoot half of it. Then we went away, and I shot Eight Mile, came back, and we finished it. That was the first movie I ever worked on. And you're a New Orleans boy. I am. Born and raised. New Orleans. Gentilly. That's it. I was talking to somebody here, and I mentioned your name, and they said, New Orleans! <laughs> you know, that was it. It's good. I thought they would scream, oh, yes, Falcon. No. No. no it's no. very important to me that everybody know I'm from New Orleans. you get back there a lot? All the time. It's the best city in the world. See? Look yep. at that loyalty that exists <laughs> in this world. Well, this is, this is crawfish and daiquiri season, so, you know, you have to understand. Mardi Gras just ended. When Mardi Gras ends, the crawfish begin. The crawfish. That's 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 the with phrase. With the daiquiri. That's it. That's they're it. Right, they're they're in the water. With, that's it. With the crawfish. That's it. Go you to just, the lakefront. You get your five them in, pounds. And that's what and that's happens it. with it. <laughs> but look, Anthony, you have this tremendous career where you're just busy. I, I don't know how you managed to fit in the things crawfish that you, and daiquiris. No, I believe <laughs> that you seem like a sane individual. So nope. there should always be room always. for crawfish and daiquiris. <laughs> But how do you decide in the middle of doing this, after the Avengers and what goes on in it, that you're also going to do Altered Carbon? What? Uh, well, Altered Carbon was um, a, a special opportunity. When that came to me, I was just, I had never done streaming. I had never worked on a uh, TV um, episodic. Really? No. You weren't one I'd of those actors? Only Come on, done, had... I'd only done movies. I did one episode of Law and Order. Okay, because which, otherwise I was going to kick you out. I did I Law and say... Order because you have to do Law and Order to be considered a real New York actor. We don't even get a SAG card no. unless you've done No, Law you and... have to do Law and Order. <laughs> right, that was it. So I did one episode of Law and Order. And uh, from that, I just continued doing movies and, and stage because that's my first love. And when Alter Carbon came around, I was really blown away. I love sci-fi I love uh, futuristic fa- fantasy. So you were already watching it, the first season. You knew all about it. Oh, I saw the first season. Poison. and But I had never read the source material. I had never read the books. So when I learned about it, I was just intrigued. So I went back and watched the first season again, and I realized there was something different that I could bring to the character. There was mm-hmm. something fun that I could do with it. So I, Yeah, you're um, not Joel Kinnaman. No. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know if you have any Hungarian. No, I actually know Joel, Joel, and there's not anyone I could be more different from well, than Joel. <laughs> <laughs> but great actor, great guy, and, um, you know, what he did, I tried to bring into the second season, just put my own stank on it. As it should be. As it should be. Everything should be Max Stanky. But how does that? <laughs> it should be. But how does that whole idea of the stacks and you would would it strike you if somebody said, "Okay, we have the Anthony Maggie stack now, and we're going to put it in Charlie's Theron." I, I would. I wake up every day <laughs> wishing to be Charlie's <laughs> Theron. <laughs> there you go. Is it scary to you though the idea that the, these science fiction things that work the most is always you think. Maybe it's not that crazy. No, it's, it's not no. that crazy yeah. at all. Yeah. I think when you when you when you look at it, just you know, all <clears throat> all these sci-fi movies and all of the way that we see the future and we you know the way they saw the year of two thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just everything. If you watch Back to the Future now, it's funny how they saw us living in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we always have flying cars. Yeah, always. I mean, <laughs> I'm still <laughs> waiting for my hoverboard. This is how it works. <laughs> but what what happens when you become a part of the MCU, when you become a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as it's called? Mm. How does your life change when that happens? Um, 
Was it Winter Soldier? Was that the first one? That was the first one. The first. Uh, but my life hasn't changed much at all. I'm lucky. I live in New Orleans, so nobody bothers me. Uh, <laughs> that I can't have a, be true. It's There's true. people there. People in New Orleans don't care. That's They're the mellow. great thing. They're like, hey, that's the dude from the movies. I don't care. Give me my sandwich. That's that's pretty much how it works. Give me my daiquiri that's and my That's it. Yeah, great yeah. movie. Let me get my daiquiri and my crawfish. That's pretty much how it is. So it's I stay away from it. And, you know, living in New Orleans, it just makes life a lot easier. You have kids. Are the kids excited that you're part of this? No, my, my kids what? keep me humble. Every I have a great family. My family keeps me very humble. Whenever something comes up, whenever something is released about me, they're like, oh, good for you. You're still my little brother. Come cut my grass. That's pretty much that's pretty much my relationship with all my. That's family. really it. So they don't really care. They don't. No, no. They've known me for forty-one years yes. now. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> haven't known you for that long. No, but the whole idea. I mean, it was a big deal in Avengers Endgame. Definitely to see Falcon. Yeah. Be able to carry the captain's uh, shield. Right. You right. know, right, this right, is right. It's a, you're doing this now as a. TV series, you know, right. for, yeah. Yeah, for Disney Plus. For Disney Plus. They don't want to take the shield? Didn't you borrow <laughs> it for a night? Take it home? Not at all. My, <laughs> not, not at all, he it's, said. It's, Come it's, on. It's, it's funny, but of all the things I talk about with my family, of all the time I spend with my family, the, the one thing that never comes up is my job. Really? Really. And they, they couldn't Those be... kids are being raised right. No, <laughs> my kids, my kids have no interest. They're like, oh, you still shooting the, uh, the, the Marvel series? And I'm like, yeah, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> That's it. They must have a lot of New Orleans in them as well. They have a lot of <clears throat> toys. That's what they had. There's a lot of toys. So uh, the Legos are way, and Minecraft is way more important than me being Captain America. Well, it's a big deal for the rest of the world. <laughs> right. I think it's kind of a great thing. Right. You as an African-American being able to have, that changes things. Yeah. In I a mean, fundamental way, I, the way the world sees it. I think it, uh, it, it, it starts a conversation. Uh, I, I think it's very important that not only, you know, African-Americans, but Latino-Americans, Asian-Americans, and young women be able to see someone outside of the norm depict something that really defines the generation of their country. It makes ideas and dreams seem possible because once you hear my story and once you learn my story, there's every reason why I should be where I am, but mm -hmm. no one thought I would be where I am. Well, congratulations Thank to you, you for getting there. Appreciate it. But now doing this, see, is it six episodes? Six episodes, yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. You know, those guys didn't get along very well. <laughs> we still don't. How are you and, Seb <laughs> how are you and Sebastian Stan together? Sebastian's my dude, man. Is I, he? Uh, I love Sebastian. We, um, that's another guy. You couldn't pick a guy who's further opposite than I am. But we, um, we work so well on screen because he's such a good person in reality. And uh, genuinely someone who I consider a friend. Mm -hmm. um, I talk to him all the time. Um, much like Chris Evans, the reason the three of us have such a great relationship or rapport on screen is because in person we're genuinely friends. So we can act like we don't like each other because we know each other's buttons and shortcomings. So it, it just works out perfectly on screen. When you look at your career, which is almost 
20 years. Then, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a career. It's officially a career. What are the two or three things that you think of what you did? Not that you think it's the best thing you ever did, but that you learned the most from doing. Uh, I definitely learned the most from the first project I did, Brother to Brother. Dealing with being an African-American man, dealing with the fear and intoxication of being homophobic at that age. I learned so much about myself and so much about that culture and reality of being homosexual. It changed me forever. Because you're playing a homosexual. Right. Yeah. That it changed me forever. Um, (laughs) And then um, the Hurt Locker, just the sentiment and sensibility of a soldier in combat. It really gave me a deep appreciation and understanding for veterans when they come back home and the sadness of all of the black veterans that came back from World War One, World War Two, Vietnam and the support they didn't have. It, it, it really put things into perspective. And then I would say the other project, which, you know, Alter Carbon was... It really taught me a lot about the business, uh, being a consultant producer and starring in a project. Mm-hmm. It really, you know, I never worked on something for that long. So, you know, developing that character for six months and living in that, that skin for six months of that job, it gave me a newfound appreciation for the business. And what's going to happen when Charlie Theron replaces you? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's season three. You're going to have to fight <laughs> me to get in there. Just sit there and see that. Well, we have a couple of questions from... The World Wide Web. Nice. Are you ready for these? WWW. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's what it is. From uh, Nikon Kwa says, how do you relax while having to film so many shows and movies? <laughs> I don't relax. I'm saving all relax. of my relaxation for 55. <laughs> Once I turn 55... 55. I'm gonna become. That's gonna be so far off. Oh, I'm so. I'm gonna become. Why fat that Mackie. age? I'm a, because 55 is. That's, that's my cutoff. I'm that's be, it. I'm gonna become fat Mackie, and everything. Fat you, Mackie. Fat that Mackie. could be a whole what, franchise. That's what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> fat fat Mackie. Mackie. 55. Watch. You gonna oh, see? God, anybody that's listening to this <laughs> would buy this immediately. <laughs> On my 55th birthday, <laughs> I'm gonna show up and you say. Wanna, Fat Mackey has arrived. No digital? You Nothing. just want to be Fat Mackey? I just want to be the fat dude on the couch. Oh, sign me up for that. <laughs> I definitely want that. Okay. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, Mackey Unsun, which is an interesting uh, handle. <laughs> if you could star opposite Samuel L. Jackson and Nicholas Holt in a stage production, mm. which play would it be and why? Great question. That is a great um, question. My dream is to do a musical. Um, I've always, really? I've always loved musicals. This is the best thing I ever heard. <laughs> it's <a> great. <laughs> my dream is to do a musical, and um, uh, one of my favorite musicals of all time is uh, Pearly. Uh, yes. And it, Pearly's hard because the first number has like seventy-five people in it. That when you never see them again for the rest of the play. But if <laughs> I ever, if I ever become famous enough. Mm-hmm. After Fat Mackey, you will. Uh, you can well, do it has all to your be musicals. before Fat Mackey. Yeah, I can't does, be Fat Mackey or Burley. I can't. Okay, you can't. No. I've, I've, my my dream is to do uh, Pearly. I can I'm hearing that music in my head. <laughs> I'm hearing it. Okay, one more question from that world outside there. And w, w W W. Yeah. 
Uh, D.P. Scapellan says, what was it? Oh, this is interesting because I don't know. People know this movie as well as they should. What was it like being in Seaburg and acting opposite Kristen Stewart? Uh, it was it was it was great. It was uh, Kristen is a phenomenal actress. And I didn't know that uh, before working with her. I was always a fan of hers. I felt like she had done, you know, so much good work. But because she was so young when she did Twilight, it, it kind of, you know, set a precedent for her career, mm-hmm. you know. And now it's great to see her being able to be adventurous and do all kind of different roles as the young woman. But any she actor is. wants to do, right? <clears throat> yeah, right. You but usually to. you have to do that at the beginning and build to that mega franchise instead of starting with that mega franchise and then building to a career. So working with her was really it was fun. It was stupendous. I've 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 had the experience in the past two years of working with some phenomenal actresses. And she's definitely in the um, in the top range of that list. There you go. There you go. Which of the Avengers that you've worked with all the time would be the easiest for you to take down? Oh, that's a good. That's I would say the easiest. I could definitely beat up Paul Bettany. <laughs> Vision goes. Right, here it is. I could definitely take down Bettany. I could definitely take All down All right, Bettany. well, this is the first time you've been on this show, and it always ends in song. Oh, man. Oh, so what about some Pearly? Oh, man. Oh, come on. I, uh, come let's on. See, let's see. Um, you can do anything. No, Just no, a little that would piece be awful. That would be awful. It's no, not no. awful. I got to save it. I got to save it. When you it. said you wanted to be, no, we don't ask for the, a whole number. I'm asking <laughs> for just a little <laughs> chunk of a song. You so, can give me that. Let's see. First thing Sunday morning. That's the first song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we, we need a, we need. You don't get it. I need the Here music. Here it's all acapella. I need, you don't do it. <laughs> this, this is it. This is the challenge. You are the new Captain America. Okay, you have to sing it. You have to sing it with me, though. I'll try. Uh, so it goes first thing Sunday morning, right? Okay. First, first thing, thing Sunday morning. Boom, 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 boom. First thing Sunday morning. Then you go up an octave. First thing Sunday morning. Boom, 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 boom. Gonna get me straight. Gonna get me straight. Boom, 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 boom. Before it gets too late. Wow. Come on. Okay. Second thing Sunday morning <laughs> is when I'm going to do it. Anthony, your pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Thank you. That was great. <laughs>